All right, episode 34 of Utah in the Weeds, recording uh, live on location, Zion Cultivars. uh, Payson Cultivation Facility. All right, and that's the voice of Sean Hammond. We're going to get in with him in just a minute. But I have uh, Tim here, my co-host. Tim Pickett uh, with utahmarijuana.org. Really excited to be here because we've been anticipating the Payson location like up and running. Yeah. Right, on Zion Farmer, Sean's uh, Instagram handle. And kind of following along, we talked to you on episode 10, yeah. Chris, way back, way back episode 10 uh, in the Murray location. When we were still babies with the podcast. That's right. You know, but that was a heck of a drive down here. I was already kind of telling him, I was like, man, that's a drive down here. I'm, I feel bad that you got to drive that every day, man. But Yeah, it gives me time to uh, listen to audio books or, uh, you know, contemplate life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're a little ways out here. Why Payson? One of the uh, investors in the company had oh. a building, an empty building, uh, that suited us very well. So this uh, this building was actually designed as a mint. You'll notice there was uh, no windows. In yeah, this that's place. true. There's no windows in it, even like in the new um, industrial zones. There's windows up high, yeah, and this building has none. Right, and uh, solid concrete, reinforced walls. So. Seemed like a great spot. Yeah, um, it's certainly inconspicuous. Nobody would drive by, right, Chris? Like, it's oh, no, not, yeah. definitely not easy to find. Well, you know, you're driving up here and you're like, oh, this is a peaceful little town, you know, Pace in uh-huh. Utah. And you're like, you wouldn't guess that this is tucked away back here. No. Well, no, I no. mean, what, how does that work when you're looking for a facility like this, though? You were mentioning how it used to be a mint. Do you have like a realtor and you're like, hey, this is the kind of facilities we need to find? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, regulations on on where a cultivation facility can be located. So it can only be in certain zones, um, you know, agricultural or certain industrial zones. It has to be a certain distance away from schools, uh, churches, public places, that type of thing. So it's just fine. You know, this... uh, this is a nice little building, and uh, I was given a blank slate when I got this building. Now, we've been in this uh, business here in Utah for, what, almost a year now, right? Yeah, we've Kinda. been in this business all a year. I'm, and it my, seems like My years. URLs are renewing. Well, it's right? 2020. 2020's been like five years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and uh, apply that to the cannabis industry, and I know uh, everyone, and, and us included, have been just extremely impatient waiting what has taken so long to get this going but then i look back and uh at my pictures and i got this building january 31st is an empty shell oh what you've done of this year is pretty impressive so you think of think of this being just a big empty building with cement floors and open ceilings and uh that was back in like i said february 1st january 31st uh, now we're operational. We have plants in here and we'll have our first harvest in the building December 23rd. Very cool. And I took some pictures. I'm going to put those up on the uh, Utah in the Weeds Instagram and Facebook, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll put some up on yeah, Utah, Marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Utah Marijuana we'll Work there too, so people can uh, Instagram see. so people can see. Like, let me describe what I see when I go in the facility. First off, you come in and you, you've got to sign in like like all of the... State regulations, state any regulations. visitors. If you go to the dispensary, same thing. You got to sign in as a visitor. Uh, then you you've got to get a Tyvek suit on, yeah, because yeah. it's it's like a clean room back there. Yes, it is. And each room, each different room, has different plants in different stages. It seems like 
Yeah. And I mean, it's like, uh, and not just really, a couple like of plants. Disneyland. Oh no. 288 plants <laughs> <laughs> per room per room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to hear us this whole time. Chris and I are like giddy no, yeah. we're, we're, because it's we've like, been, we, we call there. it the spaceship back there. You know, because it, it's, it it's really high tech. Our, our lights, our uh, HVAC system, you know, environmental controls. Uh, it's. Uh, well, I had you know. to wear little booties on my shoes. I yeah. mean, that's that's how that's right. how that's how serious these guys are about growing. Yeah. like good quality medicine. Yeah, it is. It's a clean room. Uh, they're controlled uh, environmental uh, rooms. All of our guys are wearing scrubs or hair nets and gloves and. You know, we just, we got to keep it clean back there. Part of it's for pest management. We don't want anyone bringing in any kind of mold spores or any kind of mites on their clothing or dog hair or anything like that. Anything, so yeah. that's why you guys were in hazmat suits, basically with respirators. No, no respirators. <laughs> now would, are you going to open to the public at all for no, tours? I was going to no, say that would be quite no. a difficult to really. No, be able to we do just want to stay like low that. key, and yeah. it's it's not good for the plants. Yeah, you know, no, we, I didn't, we, yeah. I've I've even made it difficult for anyone inside the company to come here because uh, you know it's uh, we've only got a, a small staff yeah. and we're working all day every day, and if we're taking time out for tours and you're bringing you know just unnecessary contaminants or possible contaminants in and out. You know, we just try to stay efficient. So, yeah, we've got a policy that uh, they have to make a request like 72 hours in advance. and To uh, come down even to, mm-hmm. to, get to, well, even to come down to the... And you're not that applies the, to everyone, the partners. Nice. I mean, you're not in the business of tours. You're no. in the business of, of growing medicine, right? The, like The best know, medicine so, in the world. Yeah, so I mean, these, these plants are pretty amazing. So I was down here last week. We were recording some videos with Blake. And the, the plants in the Mad Max room are, they're night and day. Different in seven About a days. foot taller, chunkier. Yeah. Buds are filling out, stacking out. Yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly these grow. Sometimes two or three inches a day. You know, depending it's almost on like which you, stage you of could life sit in there and watch them grow. No, you feel you can. So and you've got Mad Max in one room, 288 plants in there. And you were talking uh, 50 pounds of flower comes out of there somewhere Ish, in there. Yeah. And then um, that's kind of the December, end of December, first of the year type. Correct. Type harvest. Correct. Okay, so... So December 23rd will be our first harvest. Then from there, what happens, I showed you our dry room. It yeah. It goes up there, and we do a slow dry um, over two weeks. Then we bin it up, let it cure, uh, wait for state testing. Then we can move it to our processing facility to get trimmed. Okay, so you... you brought up state testing. So we mm-hmm. went into a room here where it's like the storage room, like the vault. Right. Everything's done. It's all dried. It's all it's all stored in bins, ready to go to essentially like the going to market from there would be pretty short. But then you have the state testing harvest on the 23rd of December. When does it hit the stores? How long does well, the testing so take? Well, we can't get it tested until it's properly dried. So it takes about two weeks to get it dried. Then they can come in when it's got about a 12% moisture content, then they can come in and take samples. We can't move it until, you know, to our actual processing facility where the trimmers are until we get the results back from the test. And um, we can make a transfer manifest in, in the MJ freeway system, move it to our other facility. Then it can get trimmed. And once it tr- gets trimmed and packaged, it gets tested again uh, for any type of foreign matter or 
they just want to make sure that the the final product looks good as packaged and then so that takes another week or two depending or three whatever it is then we can ship it out to the dispensaries so it's a bit of a Holy process cow, it's a process and, I, and i'm sure being the fact that with covid and everything hasn't helped right it's delayed things it, I'm yeah, sure. uh, yeah yeah uh, labs can get shut down yeah. if or you know there's right. precautions uh, that are they're that taken that can certainly slow everything down and there's only two testing facilities in the state one is the state-run lab and the other is a third party right there's been some um i heard like there's been some companies want to come in to do more lab testing. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, we need, we need another lab. We could use that. Right. But if the, but it's my understanding that if there is another private lab, then the state actually closes their lab. That's probably true too. And then, yeah. then they can, you know, they, but then they're, that, then, then there's they're more a little in bit more control Then they can yeah. go and just do randoms and whatever it is that they need to do to assure that. Sure. So a month well. of testing, that's a lot. Yeah. At least. And so would you say that's the biggest delay of getting, getting product to patients or, or, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, it's kind I, of all of I it. think there, there, there's gotta be ways to be able to maybe improve the logistics. Yeah, it right? seems like it goes through too many So, hands. you know, if, if maybe once it was dried and, uh, they collected the test, maybe we could move it to get it into the, the uh, trimming process. Right, Cause that takes being, time trimming. To, it's that's a long, tedious process, especially with our cannabis being craft. We, Make sure our trimmers are, you know, just revealing the shape of the bud. They're not hedging it. They're, these are all very delicately hand-trimmed, you know, buds. So uh, that takes a minute. Right. Do you have any of your products in the dispensaries now? Uh, we do. We Well, we did. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Uh, this was the Fatso, right? Well, the, no. We um, So we grow two different brands here. Okay. We grow Zion Cultivars. And that's a library that we're building from scratch because you know, we just got our license not too long ago. And it takes years to really build a, a real library of, of genetics that are special. And we also grow a, a brand called Sugar House Selects. And that is uh, my director of cultivation and my facility director's brand, along with some of his partners. They've been growing and selecting cultivars out in California for years. So he had a genetic library and a brand that he brought over and his genetics are special. Um, really, really special. And I think anyone that just picked up the sugar house selects drop at, at beehive pharmacy will tell you. And, and that was still grown in tent city. Remember? So Utah is not really even seen. Oh, intense city. Uh, but this was your old, the, uh, the, the, the Murray, other facility. The Murray facility, the Murray facility where, where you guys were. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Intense, yeah, that's, and it really was. I mean, it was beautiful. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. When I went there, I thought, oh my gosh, these guys really know what they're doing. But that's nothing. Yeah. And, and it's hard. Like, you know, I, I was talking to you and you were in, in the room and we were touring. I was explaining the importance of environmental controls in sure. growing cannabis. <laughs> Try to really accurately control the environment in a, a giant 10 by 20 tent. You know, it's just uh, way more of a challenge. So we're really, really excited to be here in the spaceship and uh, we're excited to see what we can turn out here. Well, that sugar house selects thing is going to be, 
I think yeah, there was some let's confusion. Talk about, well, let's talk about Sugar House Selects because yeah. Beehive may still have some. They, I, I, I think they do actually. I, I don't I know. I saw some picture, um, but that, and that's yeah. the fatso that that you were so, growing, or is that the other? So let's, let's talk about uh, kind of our philosophy, right? Okay. And and what's important to us as a cultivation team and as a company, and and what we're trying to do and, and put out there in flower terms. So Sugar House Selects. Uh, the name implies, well, what is it? Selects. Well, these are selections. So let me give you an example on, on what we mean by a selection. So let's say there's a, a breeder, call him Seed Junkie, JB, you know, and, or any breeder. And he, uh, he puts out a new strain, ice cream cake. Well, lots of people will get those seeds. You know, they'll still, there'll be a limited release, but people will get those seeds and they'll be available. Every seed is different. So when you go through a selection process, you're, you're doing what's called a phenotype hunt. All right. So I may get a hundred wedding cake seeds and I'm going to pop them and I'm going to look and I'm going to grow all hundred of those seeds. And even though they're all the same strain, they're all different phenotypes and they're all going to genetically express differently. So what we're doing is we're looking for the phenotypes that are ultra special that have that terpene profile that, that check all the boxes that we have to have in order to put them into production. And for us, flavor, potency, the, uh, the ability to uh, translate the, what, the smell of it to the taste, because some, some flowers you'll smell and uh, in the jar, they smell great. And you go to, to vaporize them. Right, right. right. Vaporize them. I mean, the truth is, look, there's still a ton of smoke. Okay, in. so you go to smoke well, them. Yeah, and you just go to smoke and you And all of a sudden, there's no flavor. Where'd it go? So it's like a ghost terpene or something. So it, there's a lot of boxes that we have to, to check in order to bring a, a production flower. And so that's, that's uh, I, so what, what sugar house selects, they've done that for years. And, and Derek Rivera, which you should probably have on, uh, he's my director of cultivation. He's awesome at selecting. He's got the nose. He's been growing for 12 years. He, he understands and he's done a great job. So the sugar house select, uh, brand are his featured selections, except for one was a gifted, uh, it was a gift from a, a group and that was fatso. Um, from back in California, but the rest are, are things that he and his team have, have selected and put in. So what we dropped is, I think we did ice cream cake, uh, sin mints, uh, push pop cake, cherry AK, um, and fatso. I think that's the five flavors we dropped at beehive. Right. So yeah, I think, get your hands on some if you can. I mean, really it's, <laughs> yeah, there's been pictures going around all over uh, about this, you know, it sugar was, house cool. I and got who to, they are and how they're tied in with Zion. And, you know, there's all this we're, we're the same team, them, right? But they're, uh, Derek and, and Drew's genetics. That's cool. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense now. Now I kind of get the picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was curious. So they, we're doing the same thing with Zion's. So I showed you back there. We've, we're running a bunch of testers right now and we've got seven, I think, different flavors that, we're about to, to put into production in the, the room one that I showed uh-huh. you. Yeah. We're, that That's where all the, the small trans- plants were. There was a bunch of like different well, sizes. So the empty stuff. room, but the empty room, uh-huh. that's going to get filled up with our, our testers that we okay. were going to run into production for the first time. So I think we're doing uh, a candy Margie, a gelati biscotti, a uh, wedding cake, and 
I forget which one we're which which other one we're throwing into production right now, but we've got four different flavors. So, and then I don't know if you saw my Instagram post. I did a post about all of these boxes here in front of me. Oh yeah, we're looking at all these. Uh, yeah. What, what are so they? this They're is seeds. special. These are yeah. So um, Umami Seed Co. If you guys don't know them, look them up. This is a, a guy that grew up here in Utah left Utah to go learn the craft of growing and breeding and became a ex- excellent, excellent breeder. So we've got, let's see, 23 different flavors here that we're also going to be doing Fino hunts on for an exclusive Zion Umami collab. So some of your listeners will know who Sherbinsky is. These orange boxes that you see here, these are the first ones. No one else has these. Actually, no one has any of these except those two that have been released we've got them this is a these are a sherbinsky collab with umami mm-hmm. um, sherbinsky's a, a top brand and i can't tell you what those crosses are yet but we'll be putting those into production so nice if so the, you so you take the seeds from here and that's what you go out and plant or are you so selling yes. these or no no, no, no i was gonna say i don't so think these, you're selling these. no no yeah. no these are so these are the seeds that we will pop okay. meaning um will germinate mm-hmm. and we'll go through that testing process that phenotype hunt yeah. where we're looking for the winners and uh We'll put those into production in 2021. And what exactly is that? Is that for for people? Because I'm sure a lot of people aren't really familiar with how how strains work. How mm-hmm. this pheno hunt you talk about? What exactly is that? Uh, in so simple terms, in, um, there there are different uh, um, aspects to cultivation. One of the most important aspects is breeding and breeding new flavors. So let's, for instance, fatso. That's one that was put in uh, that we released that is a cross of legend og and gmo so those are two different cannabis strains that are very popular that a breeder crossed those that breeder was canarado he crossed those two together and created seeds so then that creates a new strain so when i'm saying we do a pheno hunt we take that strain or any strain uh, a bunch of seeds from that strain it will germinate them, and we'll look for the ones that uh, display the characteristics that we're looking for. A little bit more Kush leaning, or a little bit more OG leaning. Maybe we're looking for a, a citrus, you know, for our, our library. Maybe a cherry profile. So there's a lot. Terpenes are are everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we may have talked about this. We talked the, a little bit about them too. They're the smell, right? Like yeah, lemonine is like you, you can get it in cannabis and you can get it in your lemonade. So, right. Ter, yeah. And, and terpenes are what varies the effects of your different cannabis strains. I guess people that understand like essential oils, right? Like sure. Doteras or whatever. Uh, the, what's the living essential? Young Living. Right? Or, young or, living. We, I don't drove, know. we drove past them all yeah. so on our way down. Yeah, Chris. we got a bunch on the way here, right? So they sell essential oils for certain effects, like lavender. What do you use that for? Sleep, right. calming, right? Relaxation. Right. The terpenes and cannabis have the same effect. They combine with the THC to provide whatever right. really unique effect. carry off lanes, a little anti-inflammatory, you know, myrcene, another one that people are talking about good for pain, mm-hmm. things like that. And also the headspace, the head change, how, how, how it affects you mentally. Does it relax you? Is it give, 
is it a creative mm-hmm. uh, experience? Vibe, yeah. So we we focus on on terpenes, and if you go smell any of those Sugar House Select, it, that's the first thing you'll notice is oh man, it's right the, loaded with loaded with that aroma, uh, whatever aroma, that may right. be, right? Sure. So that, and even if you look on these boxes here, what does that say? Umami Seed Co. What does it say underneath yep. it? Flavor is everything, or flavor is greater, greater than, than everything. Yeah, it's a greater than sign. Go back yeah. to math, right? So yeah, I gotta, I gotta so, refresh. So Chase, who is the founder of Umami, has the same ideals that we do. You know, potency is not everything. We're just not going for THC numbers. It doesn't matter. In fact, I was thinking last night as I was enjoying the the push pop cake from uh-huh. Sugar House Lex, and it was cool going to a dispensary, buying my own flour. <laughs> right, because you can't take no, any home no, here. No, we have to go through right? the same system. So I went into the dispensary for the first time and bought flour that I grew, and I thought that was kind of cool. Did right? you tell them? Did you say, hey, I grew Well, no, they know Hopefully they know you. Yeah, they know me pretty well. Um, and, and he, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. That's Bijan Beehive for sure. Yeah. So yeah, they're great. Down there. Um, now I lost where we're at. No, but yeah. okay. So pheno hunting, but basically you're growing a bunch of seeds. You you grow them, and then once you find one, that's how that's the mother, right? Right. You, then well, you don't then we, grow any more seeds. You just no, take so then, cuttings then off we of take that, plant. that that genetic line and we preserve it. So we will create a mom plant and then clone it and then keep that genetic alive, genetic line alive through cloning, recloning, repurposing the mom, like ice cream cake that Derek has, uh, mm-hmm. that ice cream cake, that's ice cream cake number five. Now he popped maybe 30 ice cream cake seeds, but ice cream five is unlike the other ice cream cakes, which is why his particular strain is literally made it across the world. You got hash makers in Spain that are using Sugar House Selects ice cream cake number five. Why? Because it's not like the other ice cream cakes. That's what it's important to understand with selections. Sorry, I just bumped the mic. And and why that's important. And, and people don't usually do that. It's that's a whole nother skill. It's a whole nother level, really. A lot of people just buy clones, not here in this state. We don't have nurseries available. But the the selection process is ideal or it's crucial, I should say. Right. For for the for what you're doing here, for especially in the spaceship. Yeah. I mean you gotta have it it's all gotta be dialed. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna put something into production that doesn't check all of the boxes. You know, it's gotta right. have the flavor, it's gotta have the potency, it's it's gotta have the morphology and the yield, it's and it's uh, um gotta have the jar appeal. It's gotta look right. When you when you open So that when jar, you talk about all of this, I mean really we're talking about a lot of adult use this, this is an adult use discussion in a medical state, which I think is okay. Like I don't, I don't I'm differentiate the two in real talk because medical patients, shouldn't they have the best medicine available too? Well, yeah. And if you're going and to if, use this, I, I don't see, I see both sides. All use is medical. I've heard that term before. And I, I think that that's true. You know, you're, you may get into this for a chronic pain issue, but you'll find that on Saturday afternoon at four o'clock when you're painting or you're playing your guitar, your your pain medicine works pretty good if you choose the right strain yeah. for some creativity. Yeah. And that's that's okay. We I don't know that anybody's really opposed to that. I'm sure we'll find some doctors who who are opposed See, to that. See, you're misusing it. Right. But 
Well, but I mean, that's the, what's cool about talking about it here versus what I talk about with patients in the clinic. Because in the clinic, we're talking about dosing. We spend a lot of time on dosing. We spend a lot of time on a little bit of cannabinoid talk. But And dosing is really important, and especially with newer users to help them understand. And I think the most important thing to help users understand about dosing is it's flexible. According that's the, to them. And that's what gets people into educating themselves about other strains and other delivery methods and sure. right, really exploring. First, you have to give people permission to explore and to experiment with their own medicine. But then once they do, they come back to, to me and they talk too. about, yeah. You really do. Because people are, are a lot of times not in the, the mode mentally where they experiment with medication, right? A doctor says, do this and they do it. Well, yeah. Right. You don't yeah, absolutely. Or anything here, like take that. this twice a day, here, take this three, three times not, a day. They actually have to be encouraged to experiment. Find the dose that's right for you for that time of day. And that, you know, right. your morning and what dose. you're doing over the next six hours or what you're doing over the, right. Over that course of that day. You may take a different type of medication, like if you're using cannabis, mm -hmm. you might take a different strain or a different delivery method mm -hmm. in the morning mm -hmm. because you're because you're thinking about what you're doing the rest of the day. Exactly. And I know a lot of patients that do that, you know, that take a soft gel. Well, wouldn't it be nice if our normal medication was like that? I'm like, well, I take my gabapentin and I take it three times a day and it makes me damn tired all the day. Right. Uh, every time I take it, it gives me the same effect. I get gray feeling. I'm do I'm doled out. I don't really want to be, you know, I'm not motivated. Wouldn't it be nice to have a medication you could take in the morning for your neuropathy and have it like lighten you up, mm -hmm. right? Like a sativa, right. like a true sativa would, right? potentially, right? You're yeah. inhaling that last three to four hours, get you to lunch. Afternoon, you've got a, you've got a big project that's really creative. So you're going to switch gears, do something different, but your neuropathy is still there. Right. right. We're treating the neuropathy because if we don't, we're miserable all day. And then at night, you need something that lasts a little longer that's calming. That you want to sleep with. Man. And you can sleep through you the night. We Tim. figured it out. You sold me. Where do I sign up? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Where do I sign up? I just, up? yeah, I think so. So I really like talking about the strains and, and I'm totally open to that. Why not? And, and understand that, you know, we want to create the most terpene rich strains because if these are not going to be utilized as as flour as vaporizable flour then they're going to be extracted and the way that we extract or maybe not even extracted maybe we'll we'll make water hash or you know we'll wash it and create a solventless extract uh, some some live rosin or something like that that all carries through so that medicine, those terpenes, and, and understand when uh, you've got a, a trichome, which if you if you zoom in on the plant, you see those white little mushroomy, you know, stems with yeah, heads the little on hairs, them. Uh, things like that. Yeah. So the the little white bulbs that look like tiny little mushrooms, not not the hairs coming out of the pistils of the flower, or okay. the, out of the the calyx of the flower. Those are the pistils, but the little tiny bulbs, those are called trichomes. That's what can, contains your cannabinoids, and there's a f thin film around those trichomes and that's your terpene layer. So we're trying to preserve all of that and create as much of that. We're not, we're resin farmers more than we are anything else. We're really trying to increase the resin production of right. that plant because that's the medicine. The biomass 
you know, which the, the plant matter doesn't really carry anything that we're after. Yeah. It's the frost, the, the sugar coating. Now, Utah doesn't test for terpenes though, right? Not yet. Not yet. They're, uh, they're supposed to, they're, they'll get there. We are going to have third party terpene tests done. I don't know that we can put it on our labels, but we can put it on the website to make it available because the terpene information is important. Sure. We yeah, do, we've we give, put out some patient packets and people are interested in what's in the plant, the terpenes, the cannabinoids, all of that. And so we've been asking them, yeah, we've been talking to Zion about putting that in our patient information on utelmarijuana.org so that you'll be able to look it up. Even if it's not on the label. Hey, where's a high beta caryophylline strain? Right. Like where's why did that, or, or, or maybe even backwards, you're, you use, you use a strain, you use the, um, you know, the push pop or something right. and you decide, wow, that really works. I wonder why that works. And if I could find a vape cart that has that same terpene profile. And so you'd go back to the website, you'd look it up and then be able to backtrack to, to a different product. I think there's like, why not? If you have access to the information. Yeah, we, we're going to, you know, now that we've got our facility open, we want to be able to create more interesting, uh, extract products as well. Some live products, like uh, live, live, rosin. live rosin, some live resin, some live resin carts, you know, some, oh, wow. a real terpene, you know, cannabis, you know, sauce carts, call them. Um, and again, there's nobody doing that right now, right? Uh, when wholesome open, so there was Bougem, a little bit of, I think Bougem is, uh, doing some, uh, that's the processing group. I can't remember the name. Um, they're doing, I, I forget. I'll, I'll have to look some concentrates them. though that are well, like, there's, the, the, there's the, a limited I, concentrate. What's his name? Market. Something sorcerer, a uh, solventless sorcerer. You guys should check him out on Instagram. He's doing some cool stuff for them. He's, he's doing some, some real washing. Looks like he's doing is he here in Utah. Yeah. Yep. So they, they've got some solventless products right now. They look really pretty fire. So hmm. it's good to see. Yeah. Because we thought the concentrate market wasn't going to exist uh, and there wasn't going to be a way for, and concentrates for listeners are, I mean, you, when you use an ounce of flour a week, you get to that point with like a cancer pain and you need to move to the next level. You've got to go up in uh, intensity then you tend to go towards, from a medical standpoint, that's when a lot of people tend to go towards concentrates. Is that that's true in the general market too? Or convenience or time of day. Again, talking about you know what you need to be doing. Um, concentrates, high-end concentrates, the, the ones that I like are, are live rosins um, particularly. Um, and those are solventless. So they're, they're mechanically process. So what would happen, how you create a live rosin is as soon as we chop a plant, we would flash freeze it. So instead of taking it to the dry room and, and hanging it to dry, we would flash freeze it. Then we would wash that plant in a, in a ice water bath to mechanically remove all of those trichomes that I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Then we catch those in, in uh, very fine mesh bags uh, go through a process of refining them. And, uh, then we, you squish them. <laughs> that's what we call it under uh, high pressure, low heat. And that's, that's purely just your terpenes and cannabinoids. Oh, wow. No, no solvents, nothing's ever touched it. And you get the most flavor cause you just captured it live and you, you froze it fresh on the plant. So those types of extracts are, are convenient to use. Like if you've got a puff co or, or something like that, 
Um, they're quick and, you know, some, some patients, they, they can't necessarily smoke or I should say vaporize as much, uh, flour as maybe they need because of their condition. Right. Maybe they switch to those so they don't have to take as many, you know, hits, right. you take know. as many hits. Right. Cause maybe they have sensitive throats or they just, you know, don't like flour, you know, right. <laughs> like, but they still want the direct like a better delivery method. Yeah. So, and, and there's a, there's a big difference in concentrates. Distillates are, uh, where you take the plant and, and it goes through a, a extraction and then distillation process where you're actually removing and separating everything except pretty much the THC. So most cartridges on the market are distillate cartridges and that, which are a, a high end distillate that have had terpenes reintroduced for flavoring got it kind of a recipe yeah and a lot of times those are not uh, actual cannabis plant terpenes they're botanical terpenes that have been formulated to synthesize a particular flavor or strain does that make sense yep absolutely so you know we'll put a little limoline in here to create a jack herrera you know and i see so it's it's not it's not the same as just keeping all of the plant intact wow but but the uh the rosin and these concentrates i mean that's your next level here but that's taking it even a step further right not yeah so we're gonna do that in fact we're setting up a hash lab up in murray um we've done some test washing i'll show you some video um, and some some test pressing um so yeah now that we've got our facility open here We'll be able to regularly produce material that can go to the hash lab and produce uh, some of those high-end concentrates that uh, the market's looking for. Then you can make the hash in the tent city. (sighs) (laughs) We did. We did. But it's just, you know, here we're set up to harvest every two, two and a half weeks. So one of those rooms... Every two and a half weeks or so is going to be taken down and repopulated and just it's a perpetual thing. So starting in January, you know, we'll we'll have either Zion flour or Sugar House flour released every week. Um, oh, wow. Because we're uh, most likely going to be running a couple of strains per room. Mm-hmm. So that means every two weeks we'll we'll have a couple of strains available. So we'll just get them trimmed out and through the system and and pushed out. So we should be having weekly releases of flavors. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's is like you breathe a sigh of relief a little bit when you have a consistent supply of like good flour around. Yeah, because they've even still had trouble over the past few months. Well, it's not easy to set up an operation. You see the level of kind of complexity here. Sure. I mean, we had a we really kind of achieved this build out in six or seven months. Incredible. Incredible. But what's your, um, now this isn't the only place you uh, grow, right? Correct. We, You've got uh, another outdoor facility or. We have a greenhouse facility that we are uh, just finalizing the harvest up there, finalizing the, the, the bucking process and getting testing done so we can get it moved down to our processing facility. Uh, most of that was designed to create distillate because there's a huge shortage uh, in the market right now. So we really tried to step forward to address that so we can get some product to the other processors and, and people that want to make product. But there's just a, a shortage right now. So that's uh, that's the idea behind that. And, uh, you know, by December, we'll be 
able to bring a lot more products to market and, and so will other brands. How many plants were up there? You've got, you know, 290 <laughs> plants in per room here. Yeah. But you're talking thousands of plants. We had uh, just under 90,000 plants. Wait, where, yeah. where is this at? <laughs> like, what, north? This is in the north. It's, it's in Utah. It's, it's in Utah. It's in Utah. Okay, okay. It's that's in all, Utah. That's all it's I need north to know. of that's, Pace. We that's had 90,000 square feet of greenhouse up there. All right. So a football field, I think, is like 54,000 square feet. Yeah, Visual, visualize that. that. Yeah. I mean, this is a big, this is a big facility. I saw some pictures of the when, of, do, when, do when they took that? it all down. We it's just harvested. Amazing. We just harvested the whole thing. Yeah, right. This yeah, is part of the reason to, why we had to, to wait replant. a couple of weeks because you okay. were up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're about to to replant. Uh, now, again. wouldn't it have been easier just to have everything under one area? Or I mean, is that a kind of a dumb question? Who, who does easy? Yeah. I mean, now. it just seems no, like it's. Um, it, it, there's not a lot of places that have so that's the biggest a million reason. square feet or so, or hundred thousand right. square feet. Where you've or got anything. you could do that. I mean, I know. The other the other growers and dispensary owners have the same problem. Yeah, it makes sense to have two locations, which is why we talked to the state and, and they agreed and, and they uh, modified the law to allow cultivation operations to, to have two locations. Because a lot of times it doesn't make sense if you've got to be an industrial section for your indoor, but you got to be ag zoning for your outdoor, you know, they... Right, that didn't line yeah, up. Correct. Right, like it's hard here, enough to find. It's be... hard enough to find a spot that's compliant than cities that'll, you know. Uh, let, sure, there's been in. some other. There's been some other growers who've had some troubles with cities too. Oh yeah, yeah. Already and already had to kind of move their their plan. I, I was wondering that if any growers, you know, they get established like you get established here, and maybe the city pushes no, you out. No, once you're in, you're in, yeah. unless you do something wrong. Okay, but. You know, once you've got your permits, but some uh, some just don't want them issued. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah. I know, like in West Bountiful, they they had some trouble with growing in that city. The city didn't want them there, and you know, there's other cities like Provo, who's, you know, I don't want to say pushed their pharmacy to the outskirts of the city, but they kind of did, they did, right? right? I mean, they put it right down there by the freeway outside of the city, even for the pharmacy. So yeah, there's there's got to be a lot of which is actually still a pretty good location. If you it is a pretty on, good on, yeah because yes, right hey, you can see is. their big green cross, kind of cool driving down <laughs> right, yeah. I fifteen. You can see green crosses. Yeah, now. they're popping up now. Um, there's the one there's the one there you can see off the freeway in Provo for Deseret. There's uh, one you can see off the two hundred one going west now. Uh, Bijan's Beehive yep. um, Pharmacy. He's got a big a big green cross yep. sticking up there. We love that thing because it's right across the street from our new uh, clinic location. Um, now you have all this production, like all of these plans, all of this set. You've got genetics going. Is your um, is your team of four or five here going to grow? For this facility, we're, we're dialed in until we expand. We've designed this place to be ultra efficient and we work hard. You know, seven days we're here. But uh, we've we've already got plans and approval for an expansion of this facility that makes it about four to five times the size. So we're we're looking to the future. Um, that's a bigger build, longer design time. We this was a unique one. This was a, a design and build, you know, simultaneously. Um, like our HVAC system that you saw, it's yeah, quite it's... complicated. It, it was being engineered 
throughout the entire project. We got our 95. So we were working off of 50% plans, 70% plans. We got our 95% plans. We're talking a couple of weeks before we we're supposed to open, huh. which all of a sudden then we've got another $60,000 worth of valves and work. Like, Come on, you guys, you know, but, but it's spare no expense weed growing right here. Oh, it's, it's not, it's not cheap uh, to do it right for sure. You know, um, no. but, uh, so the next phase, I want to take the time to actually design it prior to building. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this facility turned out amazing considering, you know, it was literally a design build simultaneous project. Yeah, you've got a pretty awesome place down here. And the products that are coming out of here are phenomenal too already. And they were they were great out of the tent city. Yeah. You know, they were already great. Anything yeah. you were mentioning, like rosins and stuff for 2021, anything else go that you think might come out of 2021 that you want to share or kind of top secret right now? No. Um, like I said, we're we're most excited, I think, about our our umami collection, which is we're just excited to build that genetic library. And, got, and get a lot of different flavors to the dispensaries. I'll, I'll be honest, most uh, most cannabis users have never tried flour like what we're producing. So we want to... Why, why do you say that? What, what They've never had access to it. This okay. is, you don't... Yeah, I mean, I would you don't agree find with that. that. I would say that the stuff that the stuff that's recently been released from Beehive and, and sold is definitely a different and higher quality yeah, it's, than it's anything true else that we've... And, that I've experienced. Yeah. Even going to other States, you're going to have a hard time, you know, we'll, we'll put our right. cannabis up against anyone anywhere. And that's, that's what we want to do. And we want to really bring the highest quality here for the patients. Period. What do you think about cost? There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about cost. How can we bring the cost down a little bit? <laughs> if you're buying a half ounce of, of fatso for two, so which, which cost should we talk about the, the millions that, I, that we spent here to build this facility? I know because it's, it's the, expensive the, to build it out. The, the fees to get into this, um, industry, the on organizational your end are out, fees. outrageous. I mean, the taxes, you know, I can assure every, you the millions and millions of dollars spent from our group and probably most every group won't be recouped for quite some time. So we understand expenses are high, but you know, you, you have to consider, um, state testing, multiple testings, you know, every time we release a product, you're, they're coming in and they're taking a X amount twice. And there's a lot of cost in being compliant and doing things the right way. Um, so, uh, that's why we, uh, we're focusing this facility on craft. Mm-hmm. We're working on greenhouse to be able to bring some lower cost, high, you know, still, still good quality, great quality bud to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has to be, you know, kind of done at scale. And, uh, it's, it takes a, di- a minute to dial in greenhouses to make sure that the bud is the right quality it, uh, that you can put your name on. And so we're addressing it. We know, uh, $60 per eighth. That's a lot. You go to rec markets and you can see 75 and eighth for cookies. You or, know, the, uh, or a lot of others, this yeah. was brought up before Chris too, right? If you, if you went to an adult use market, remember, then you'd have sales tax mm-hmm. and, if you put 20% sales tax on this stuff, it goes from 60 way up and you don't want that either. So I mean, I can tell you our strategy is, is 
we we don't want to charge 75. There've been pharmacies where we've had our product that wanted to charge that far as like, no, I mean, it just, that's not right. We'd like to set that top end and have mm-hmm. everyone else kind of have to follow underneath according to quality. Right. Right. So we're, we're going to set a craft line. We're going to have a, a, a mid based line, right. That is more affordable. Something that's in that $40 an eighth. And we intend to have not just eighths, but quarters and, and half ounce bags. So, you know, you can get a little bit better value. We're, we're working on that. I love so, it. It's yeah. needed. It's really, needed. it really is needed. Cause sometimes you can only go to, you know, a pharmacy and buy like one eighth and you're like, okay, right. yeah. this isn't yeah. going to go where that was a great night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, I need more, but they won't sell you more. That's the problem, you know, cause they don't know nah, they're, they're spraying it out. They're spreading it out amongst yeah. the patients, which right? I, which I get it. I get it. But so, you know, we, we put, we intend to put a dent in, in that uh, production gap next year. I love it. You know, oh, that would so. be awesome. We're, we're working on it. It takes a minute. Can't rush these girls. They're on their own time frame. Can't rush any girls. You, <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there, there's some really good things. Like <clears throat> I've learned a ton from the podcast and from all the people that we've talked to, Chris, and then seeing this here. I mean, I guess I understand why I can't grow it at my house now, you know, a little bit better because certainly I'm not going to be able to keep the bugs out. I'm not going to be able to avoid the pesticide that I spray on my roses and, you know, and it's so probably uh, let you, it's a challenging plant. It. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if, if they opened it up for, for home grows, but yeah, but I'm, you're I'm not a professional grower, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but you know, that's, it's true. It's, it's not an easy plant to grow. And, uh, I've heard it's just like tomatoes or it's just like growing hemp and, I tell people, what do you say when people say that? You're tell me like, that after you tell me that after you've harvested your first plant. Tell yeah. me just how much that was just like those other plants. Right. So, well, this has been cool. I've been thinking about like what else is coming on the you know coming down the. Well, you were mentioning earlier with this thing you saw on Fox News. I don't know if you want to touch on that yeah, for a second. This, you know, so there was this article on Fox News yesterday. A couple of articles have come up. We read they're they're trying to um, expand. There's a couple of things about the proposed bill, and we haven't seen a draft, so you know, qualify this with we haven't seen the language of the draft, but it seems to me that they're they're proposing to allow all doctors across the state, whether they have signed up and been educated about cannabis at all or registered as a QMP, so anybody can write 15 uh, recommendations for patients. Isn't that kind of what they were doing already, though, right? Because doctors could write a, so, a letter. So yeah, they have the program now where a doctor can write a letter, a letter. and that, but that program expires on oh, the, at the end so of the year. So this is a replacement, or something I think it's kind it. of a compromise replacement, and under the guise the of expansion. Because I heard so, another part of this bill that didn't intrigue me. Well, so, so much. see, then there, then the second part of the bill, which wasn't as prominent in the headlines, right? The headline is expanding access, but the other part of it is they propose to take all of our names and off of the EVS system, not, not off, but we're still on that system and put us into the controlled substance database. Now the controlled substance database is a list of your prescriptions that are controlled. So if you get a Percocet prescription or Adderall or uh, you know, some controlled substance, then your name will come up when I search your name in the, in the controlled substance database. 
And potentially law enforcement might have access to this if you were arrested or there's, uh-huh. there's more people that are, so that have access to this. There's, okay. Yeah. So, so now you go to the ER here. Here's my example. I was talking to my, my wife last night about this. You go to the ER with kidney, kidney pain, right? Flank pain. You have a kidney stone and you ask because you need strong medicine for that. And the, the cannabis you have isn't going to help. You need to go. Right. Maybe you, this is, this is a bad deal. So you go, you need emergency care. They look you up in the state database in the controlled substance database and they find that you're a cannabis user. Well, what if they discriminate against you now and they won't give you a narcotic? Because, yeah. because they're like, oh, because you're, they're like, oh, you're a druggie. More access, you know. It's you're a, on it, another list, right? Yeah, you're on, you're on another, another list. list. So that doesn't so seem like a good thing. Access. Yeah, I don't think this is. Uh, so I, I think, think the what do we want to do about privacy this? issue is a bigger deal than the access. Because I think the access is this. I think it's just a way. Look, this is a totally skeptical opinion about uh-huh. this. But maybe it's just a way for doctors to give 10 of their friends a medical card. And it doesn't really ex- expose, like, increased access as just a way to get us on another list. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. That's kind yeah. of conspiracy I love it, in though. me, that's, but that's, you know what? what? So, this is how I'm thinking. So I don't want my patients can, on the other list. No, use your platform right here. So, oh. hey, hey, patients, do you want to be on this database? No. If not, I suggest you contact... Yeah, Your I mean, it's, it's, it's Ray Ward, who's the sponsor of the bill. You heard it, Ray Ward, contact yeah, him. Dr. Ward, he's in Bountiful. He's my, he's my uh, local congressman. And if you are concerned, I guess, this is the this is Well, the you fact. should be concerned. You I should feel be. like I'm concerned I mean, come on, people. about being on another list. I don't want my name on the controlled substance database list. I already, we already are listed in the EVS. That's plenty. Let's everyone contact their congressman. We got to do our yeah. little part. I here. know that we want more access, but what but, we've but asked what for is more. With the other, I mean, yeah, they don't want to increase patient limits for you know, quote unquote, pot experts. clinics like he, like like he mentioned that we are experts. Oh, but so. that's experts, right? So we, I think we three agree that. Look, they should probably do this in a different. Hey, do you way. want to go to your general practitioner for heart surgery? I'm just wondering. Yeah, this is the, I mean, we can, we talk about this all the time, right? So anyway, yeah, I don't think we want to be on the list, but there's a couple of articles out there, Chris, about that. And I think this is a timely um, podcast because if you're listening to this, this is when all of the bills get written, Okay, right? right this now. is when, this is the time of year when the lobbyists are on the Hill, we're spending money on, you know, what you want the bill to look like, what the language you want. And so now's the time to kind of change those things, get active and get and, out there and kind of get active. This is when we're not talking a lot, a bit, a lot about it. Right. But, but this, this is, is the time to built. talk about. It is really the time to Maybe talk Maybe we should about. bring some of these up on the podcast, you know, as they, yeah, as they I would love. In fact, if, if uh, Ray Ward is, feature. you know, listening or if you know how to get in contact with him, you're his friend. I would love to have him on Ray, because what is, Ray, Ray, Ray Ward, Ray Ward, let's Ray get Ward, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, come if you, yeah, let's talk about it because these are the people who use like our listeners. I'd, I'd actually the people love who use for cannabis. him to meet a bunch of our patients. Right. That's what I want. What I want is these these guys who make the rules to come sign a HIPAA document and shadow me in clinic. Right. Because it may this is legitimate. Opinion. Right. Like Life changing. I, I saw a patients yesterday who are seriously they're at their wits end with their five medications. Oh yeah. And they don't need 
their primary, frankly, they don't need their primary care provider to just write them a letter and send them to the pharmacy. They need consultation. They need education. They need consultation. They need to talk about what their health is like with somebody who knows what's going on with cannabis. You and I know a lot of the same patients. Everything from cancer patients to fibromyalgia. Terminally ill, bad, sick patients. Plane crash victim. I mean, I mean, the, these medicines for these first time users have been life changing, oh, life yes. saving. So that's where Change I think life. we need a platform for the lawmakers to actually maybe meet, understand, hear stories, see, chat, shake the hands of elbow bump in this Elbow anyway. bump in the in the yeah, pen. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, virtually. No, I mean, really. Just why don't you understand what this really is? Who this program's designed for? Who it's helping? And whose lives you're affecting with your legislation? Period. Yeah. And if we're going to do it here in Utah, let's do it. Let's not like. Yeah, you guys have a great platform, yeah. right? I, and I think you know. I mean, the other thing that. Um, I'm not sure that they understand is there are patients like I get referrals from doctors who want their patients to come see me because for specific reasons related to cannabis, not, not just because I can write a card, not just because I'm on the EVS system. And that I think is missed, but there's a couple of things here, right? Privacy platform, Mm -hmm. you know, opening up the public's eyes to, I think the potential here that we the other thing about this, Chris, is I feel like I got duped. I got duped to registering in the EVS system, and then all of a sudden, a year later, they're going to put me on their list. Without a choice, yeah. basically. Without a choice this time. Yeah. That, that I think, is right. inappropriate. The other, the other question I have is, you know, and we had Desiree Hennessy on the, sh- mm-hmm. on the show, on the podcast, uh, right in the beginning, too, and we probably ought to have her out there, or her back, talk to her a little bit, too. What other laws are there being built right now through these lobbyists for the cannabis companies and things like that? How can we get involved in that stuff? Because I don't really hear a lot about that. And we want more access. We want lower. If there's a way to lower the cost through the legislation, great. If there's fair fairness issues, we want to expand uh, patient cap numbers. I know we've talked about that. We want to expand diagnoses that are allowed sleep disorder that's not going to happen this year you don't think so nope in fact in the article they're saying they're not going to raise patient caps and they're not going to add any um conditions Hmm. yeah that's uh, why let me ask you uh, since you meet thousands of patients how many of your patients report better sleep oh it's that's the thing that so we research all of our patients are giving you know, feedback on their condition at the 90 day and at the six month and they all sleep better. And a majority of patients are taking less prescription medication so far in Utah. I'd say a majority, if not, I've known so many people to get completely off all Western pharmaceuticals, Mm -hmm. period, you know, and so including mental health, you know, Which drugs, right now, especially a lot of people I know could be there's using a lot. Yeah, a yeah, lot of I people mean, come could on. be using let's, it a little bit better. Let's 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 be honest with the the potential and the possibilities of what this 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 plant does. Mm-hmm. And mental health has got to be one of the largest aspects of it. Yes, it helps our body. Yes, it helps our endocannabinoid system. Yes, it helps with inflammation. Yes, it helps with all kinds of conditions. 
but isn't our brain pretty important? And right. quite frankly, the evidence is there. Just, just look PubMed. It's there. Pull it up. The studies are there. Yeah. They're just, uh, experiential you know, it's just data a matter is there. Of using it in a way that works, finding out more education about it, trying to, you and know, losing the to- fear. There's still a stigma. There's still a fear. Yes. Right. So that's, that's part of it. And, and it's going away. having, it's- having that open, honest conversation and, and more and more people that are willing to come out and, and try it and use it and share their experiences. It's, you know, it's, it's important. Um, it can really help a lot of people change yeah. lives. Yeah, so. it can. Okay. So Thanks there's my soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Contact uh, whoever you need to contact. Yes. Contact Ray Wood. Contact Ray Ward. Ray, Ray Ward or Ray whoever Ward your Ray rep Ward. is yeah. too, you know. And yep. And your rep. Yes. Uh, you, you want the privacy to stay the same or, or get even better. Um, and we'll probably have more about this as we okay. do the podcast. And, um, and as I get more information and we can read the bills, maybe we'll post it on the, we'll post links on Instagram pages. That's a, okay. that type okay. of thing. Stay active. How, how can people get a hold of you, Sean? Let's let's get this so wrapped I'm, up here. I'm kind of a ghost, but I do have an Instagram account now, my first social media account, and it's it's uh, Zion Farmer with okay. a PH, Z I O N P H A R M E R, which Farmer. has been fun to watch that because you've been showing yeah, it, the it, process. You it's know? I, I document transparency. I want patients to see everything that's going on. Yeah. Yep. See so, how your medicine is made. And you then, got and, it. And then obviously they can buy the product at some of these local pharmacies yep. in and, Utah. And soon, starting next year, it should be available everywhere. Oh, very so cool. It's, we've just you know, only been able to do limited releases you know, based on the size of our temporary grow operation. But now we're, uh, we're here and we're looking forward to releasing every week. And I'm looking it, forward to it too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Well, you can get a hold of me at utahmarijuana.org. Uh, look for our billboards across the valley uh, coming up. There'll be, um, and you can chat with us, call if you need help getting letter to card, conversion type stuff, anything you need. That's where to find me. How about you, Chris? And you can find my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake Podcast at IamSaltLake.com. Go check it out. Go download some episodes and learn about some people in, in Utah. Yeah, and support the local support restaurant. Local restaurant support, and the best podcast in uh, it, well, yeah, yeah. in the state. Yeah, oh yeah, you I just congratulations. I was I was actually hoping Utah in the Weeds would have won one, and I didn't even check yet. To be honest with you, somebody you know sent what? that to me last night. I'm just uh, yeah, I'm happy you've you've won before yeah. with I am Salt Lake and yeah. like yeah. multiple years. Uh, fourth fourth time. Fourth yeah, time. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, we have so, a pro here. At Utah maybe in the maybe weeds. Hey, how cool would that be if they add like best cannabis strain next year or something like that for we you. want to have a cannabis cup we've heard there yeah. are some people that are looking at putting one together where all the oh. growers and cultivation teams get to oh. enter in their cool. strains and yeah have them judged people would love it cool. yeah, it'd be fun but uh make sure to subscribe to the podcast at whatever outlet you're in and leave us a review in itunes and uh we'll see you next week right